Hello, everybody out there, and welcome back to the Vertal Feminist. We are going on a little nostalgia trip over the next couple of weeks. Do you know that since this podcast changed and became the Fertile Feminist, I have, with the assistance and gifted technical skills of Rebecca Rideout of Told Video, my editor, created 31 episodes. It's crazy. 31. We have been doggedly, determinedly consistent. 31 episodes. Some of you have listened to every single one of them, but there are new listeners and new followers, and we're going to go back and pick up some of the most listened to and best episodes, as well as the lesser known of the episodes so that we can have a little uh, break from our incredible production over these 31 weeks and so that some of these episodes can really be loved and listened to. So we're going to start with one of my favorites, which is about the lie of the best life. And I love this because this is a great phrase, like live your best life, right? We use it all the time. I can remember during the pandemic, I had a friend uh, who was uh, said that she and her wife were going to live their best pandemic life, live their best COVID life. And it was an inspiration to them to think about it that way. However, when we turn this really fertile feminist gaze on, we go, oh my goodness, best is such a hierarchical word. It's actually leading us in the wrong direction. It's not really even a fertile word. So words are powerful how we say, what we think, the affirmations we give ourselves in our mind. So let's dive in and enjoy this. And as always, don't forget to reach out to me, connect with me, share this podcast and enjoy. Welcome to the only podcast that will bring you more alive while you smash the patriarchy. Join me, Sam Wilde, aka The Fertile Feminist, every week as we shift the paradigm reclaim our native fertility and create together the version of ourselves that brings forth our heart's desires and changes the world. Oh my goodness, we're here. We're together again. It's Sam. I'm the Fertile Feminist and you are watching a morphing transformation of this podcast. I'm just delighted to share with you new concepts, new ideas, exciting, revolutionary things. You know, revolutionary means fundamental shifts. And it's these fundamental shifts in our thinking, our conception, our living, our doing, our being that help us bring us to the place that we want to be. What's the place we want to be? We want to be in the place where we feel more alive in a more alive world. So I'm going to lead with this inaugural new Fertile Feminist podcast. I'm going to lead with an episode about the lie of the best life. So if you are asking yourself what the best life has to do with fertility or feminism, then I'm glad because you're going to stay tuned to find out going, how do you stretch from this side to that side? What the heck is actually happening? But think about this with me. Think about the best life culture, right? We live in a best life culture. Now everybody wants to live their best life. Come on, let's do it, right? We all want that. Sounds like a really good idea. One of the things, there are many things, but one of the things that happens with the best life culture is that we do a lot of shopping. The best life culture is something that is 
for sale. Whether you're buying herbal tinctures or a yoga retreat or a soft, fluffy pillow, all of these things are helping facilitate your best life. The best life culture is a consumptive culture. And actually, the best life is from the patriarchal culture. Okay, follow me here. What's the first thing you think about when you hear best life? Now, maybe you think about what it is for you, but for me, when I hear best life, I immediately think worst life, and I go to worrying that I'm not living my best life. In fact, the concept of the best life has created neuroses and anxieties and overscheduling and overplanning and overthinking and infertility. And I mean that both literally, that it's created infertility, and I mean it metaphorically as well as metaphysically. So think with me about the word best. Best is a word of the patriarchy. I'm going to talk a lot on this podcast about language. And best is a word of the patriarchy. It's a hierarchical word. If you look at the definition, Merriam-Webster gives a great first definition for best, and that's excelling all others. So the idea of the best is a very self-centered idea, and I mean that just sort of genuinely and literally, it's about yourself, it's not about anything else. And to excel all others, of course, is to be better than anyone else. So best only exists in the context of other people not being the best. You know, or you being the better version of yourself versus the worst version of yourself. Now, I'm not going to place any fault on anybody for the fact that we have the best lives. Nobody's fault. We're all swimming in the patriarchal sea. So the fact that we come up with these concepts is no big surprise and there's no shame or blame inside of it. But that doesn't mean that we don't have the opportunity to actually change how we speak, how we think and what we do. The best life is a patriarchal offering of living in a hierarchical culture where we're trying to be better than other people, better than whatever version of ourselves, is actually a deeply isolating and segregating project. Now, what do I mean by that? I'm going to go somewhere totally different and you'll we're gonna come back you'll we're just follow me okay just follow me come with me I will take your little hand in mine and I want you to come with me to the objectification of women's bodies right that was the next logical place to go in this conversation okay the objectification of women's bodies women's bodies are put into different parts now I'm going to jump to fertility for a second. The medicalization of fertility is a perfect example of that. So most fertility treatment deals with your parts, your ovaries, your sperm, your womb. Now, most pornography deals with women's parts, their breasts, their vagina, and of course, the male penis. That's a body part too. But it's women who are primarily reduced to their parts all the time. 
Now, the overturn of Roe v. Wade, let's go there. Very classic example of what happens when we reduce people into their parts. Is a woman a woman? She's just a part. She's a womb. Uh, she's a delivery system for uh, the baby that the state wants to have, right? This is because we have separated a woman into her parts that we can actually do something, like think it's okay to forbid women from having an abortion. This kind of compartmentalizing happens also inside of our lives. It's a way to segregate right, this part from that part. And it always is isolating and it's always dividing. We do this to ourselves, other people do it to us, the world does it to us, so on and so forth. So in addition to the obvious problems with all the things that I've just listed, like pornography, what's the problem with segregating, separating and dividing people, particularly women, into parts? And how does that relate to this concept of best? Well, best is part and parcel of this segregation of who we are into different parts. Because what happens with your best life is, is the idea is that you can excel in one area of your life. So you live your best sexual life. Woo, having lots of great sex, but uh, nothing else is going really well. Or you're making a lot of money, okay? You're living your best life. You become that CEO. You're super rich, but you have a crappy marriage and you hate your children. It allows uh, you know, us to live like workaholics or to be obsessed with stuff or actually to think we're living our best life while we're in an active addiction. Or, or it allows us to think we're living our best life when we're really empty in all sorts of other ways. So the concept of best is, is inherently, because it's a patriarchal word, part of this way of dividing us from our wholeness and from ourselves. Now, there are other ways to live a life that approach more genuinely and with greater integrity and with more success the concept that the best life was trying to get at in its you know, highest form. So let's say, you know, for the good people, not just the patriarchs, for the good people who were trying to incarnate this concept and help people, they wanted there to be a real goodness inside of the best life. You know what I want you to do? I want you to imagine a field. So think of a field, see it in your mind's eye, okay? And that field has been planted with all different kinds of vegetables. And the field is full of the vegetables and the leaves of the vegetables are yellow and brown. Some of them are crumbling, some of them have fallen off. Except in the middle of this field, there's a beautiful watermelon plant. And its leaves are giant and green, and it has like four really big, luscious-looking watermelons. So when you look at that field, would you say that field is fertile? Uh, you probably wouldn't. The fact that it has one beautiful watermelon is not what makes it fertile. We would actually say that that's an infertile field, probably a very unhealthy field or an unhealthy garden. The word fertile, not a word of the patriarchy, but they have taken it, and I'll talk about that another time, but in its origin, this concept of fertility is it's a holistic word. It's about a whole person or a whole system. So when you look out at a garden and it's fertile, or you look out at your lawn and it's fertile, or you look out at a relationship that's really fertile, 
right? We're talking about a whole system where everything works. So in order for a field that's been planted to actually be fertile, it needs to be cared for. It needs to have sun. It needs to have water. It needs to have poop. Crap, 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 crap. Everything needs crap. Really good manure put on it. It needs to be tended. It needs to be cared for. But it's a system, right? So you can get all the sun you want and all the poop you want. But like we've had a drought this year, if you don't get any water on it, you're not actually going to have the abundance and the fertility that you're looking for. The connection between the concept of fertility and the concept of the best life is that fertile and fertility are the antidotes. They're the cure for the patriarchal concept of the best life. You know, your most fertile life includes all of you, but that's not just all. You know the saying that a rising tide lifts all boats? Right? You can imagine that. See the tide coming in, all those boats get lifted up. Well, that's the concept of fertility that I'm talking about. Your personal fertility actually increases the fertility, that life force, energy, abundance, creativity, and productivity of everything and everyone all around you. It can't not do that. So in the same way that best, as opposed to worst or better or almost there or not quite, compartmentalizes and segregates and brings us into a consumptive culture. Well, if I only buy that thing, or maybe I could live my best life in this one area, or maybe the best life is like, well, a good enough kind of substitute, or I'm never going to get to the best life because I'm trapped. Or my best life actually makes other people suffer. It makes other people sick. It means other people have to live in poverty. Think about how many people are living their best life by climbing over and onto the heads of other people and literally crushing them. Nothing could be more different from or further from the concept of fertility than that way of being in your best life. Fertility because it's systemic, because it's about a whole system, means that one person living in a fertile way raises up all the people around it. Just like a fertile plant, just like the fertility of one part of your garden helps the soil, helps the growth of everything that's around it. You know, the best life that people like to live, that is only about you. Your best life is only about you. But your fertile life is about life itself and you. It's not about the health of one aspect or one person, but it's the health of the whole of you and life and your connection to life force. So what we've got here with this best life, this BS trap that we've all fallen into, is that it perpetuates this internal division. And it brings us into a patriarchal mindset. Like this is the best that we can do. The best that we can do is our best life. That makes me laugh that I said that. That's the best we can do. And it keeps us small and it keeps us segregated, which is really important. So the work that I'm putting forward here, the idea, the concept, and the energy behind the fertile feminist is that our becoming more alive personally, in all the ways that we can do that, our giving birth 
to what we are desiring to give birth to can be in total alignment with bringing about a more alive world. Now, I don't want to give birth to my children. I have five children. I don't want to give birth to them so they can live in a crap-infested world, you know, full of oppression and tyranny and patriarchy. That's not why I'm having babies. Whether you're having babies or writing books or making bread doesn't matter. Every person is called in an individual way to bring forth something into the world. And that process of bringing forth is actually the thing that brings everything else more alive. That's the system of fertility. So there's no one plant out there that's just gorgeous while everything else decays. That's not a healthy system. That's not a fertile system. You know, I'm the right person to be the fertile feminist, being someone with five children. I'm being accused all the time of having too much fertility. Whether that was from my ex-husband or from people on the street who have something to say about my five children comes up all the time. But I need to tell you, and this is foundational, that the number of children you have is not a sign of your fertility. It's only a sign of your fertility if you think your fertility only has to do with the production of your ovaries and your womb. And it doesn't. That's not the meaning, the origin, or the power of the word fertility. You know, when I think back to the time when I had four children and I was just about at the precipice of divorce, I can tell you, I did not feel like a very fertile person. Now, I had beautiful children, loved and adored them. I mean, really, all I wanted to be was a mother, and it was such deeply satisfying labor to me. I don't just mean bringing them into the world, but being with them and caring for them and so on and so forth. But I was trapped in a really miserable situation inside of my marriage and, for that matter, inside of my mind. So what you were looking at, in this version of myself that existed with these four beautiful, healthy children I was able to give birth to was not a fertile situation. So the fact that my womb could bring forth this life didn't mean that my life was being lived fully as a life. Now think back to the journey that I've gone on since that time of extricating myself, not just from this pretty miserable and insufferable divorce, but extricating myself from the thought process right? The way of living that brought me into that. And some of that way of living was this striving for the concept of the best life, which actually sort of looks on paper like the good enough life. And I know you know what that means, because I know <laughs> that there are a lot of us out there who are just trying to live the good enough life. A good example of that is that when I was considering having the divorce, I had young children, right? So I would say to people, you don't divorce with young children unless your only other choice is death. Now, it's not nice for them. It's not nice for anybody. It's really hard. It's painful. It's just it's just agony, just totally, totally agony in so many different ways. Um, when I, but when I had those four children, I often used to think the thought, I should just stay until they are all graduated from high school. And a lot of people who are considering divorce will think that thought. And it, this is not a way to prescribe how anyone else should live or what they should decide. But when I was thinking that thought, it was crushing. It was a way to destroy my spirit. It was uh, energy draining. It was not really a life, but it was like, oh, well, this is the best we can do, right? This is the best 
we can do brings us right back to that place where we're engaging in this patriarchal language. This is the best we can do. So that means there's the worst we can do. And probably we're a lot of times in the worst we can do. And we're striving and straining all the time to get to some concept of best. And it could be okay for us to only have that best somewhere in some little part of our lives. You know, I could have the best breasts, but the worst imagination. Ah, oh, gosh, it's so limiting. Best springs up because we belong to and have created an infertile culture. So that's really the sea of patriarchy. Another word for patriarchy would be infertile, right? So fertility is creativity, abundance, lushness, richness, productivity, right? All of this harmonious creation. Infertility is lack and limit and insufficiency and consumption, Okay, so that's where we get back to the idea of the best life. You got to buy crap to have your best life. In the fertile life, you don't necessarily have to buy things to make it happen. In fact, you're not going to get to your fertile life by purchasing more goods. Because the fertile life is something organic and natural that you possess already. And you just have to wake up to it. You don't need to wake up to it by buying any sort of special supplements. It's actually something you can do without spending money which is why fertility is so important because it doesn't have to do with the consumptive patriarchal culture. So your improvement in waking up to your life force is actually part of what's going to bring the world into a healthier and more harmonious way. Why? Because your actual health, you being an actually healthy human being in all the ways, not just one little way that's really rich, but healthy, in all the ways, is a genuine contribution to the health of the world. And that's why the freeing of our individual minds from patriarchal concepts, from patriarchal language, actually is part of the freeing of the whole world from a patriarchal way of living. We can't just go battling how bad it is with criticism as our sword. But what we really need instead is a magic wand, my friends. Yes, we need a magic wand, a little witchy magic wand, so that we're looking at a transformation. Okay, that's where the word revolution comes in. That's why I love this word and why it's so important and powerful, because it's actually about fundamental shifts. So a fundamental shift in the ground of our understanding. So you're going to wake up and begin to look out onto the field of your life. And when you see that one beautiful watermelon plant in the middle doing really well, and you pay attention to that and nothing else, you're going to remind yourself that you need to care for the entire field. And until the entire field is thriving, then we don't really have fertility. Between now and next week, notice every time that you hear the word best. See where your mind goes when you hear that word best. And then get into visualizing. Ah, my life is like that field. My life is like this incredibly fertile ground. What I'm looking for is the health and well-being and all the levels. I'm an integrated whole human being. I'm an integrated whole spirit being. That's the life that we're going for. And that life 
you know, what's, what's missing in the most deeply spiritual sense with the concept of the best life is its interconnectedness. So it is not an interconnected stance. And we know we are interconnected beings. Then our interconnection becomes elevated. It's not the self above all others, actually. It's the self assisting and supporting all others. I take a step higher. You come with me. I take a step higher. You come with me. You take a step higher. I come with you. We can't not do it. Let's smash the patriarchy, my friends. Bam, 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 bam. Smash it and take it down with life force. It doesn't need to be here and it's not serving anybody. No, nobody. It's not serving anybody. I'll talk about that next time. Until then, I am the Fertile Feminist. See you later. Thanks for listening in. This is me, Sam Wild, a.k.a. The Fertile Feminist. And you've been listening to The Fertile Feminist Podcast. Find me on YouTube at The Samantha Wild, a.k.a. The Fertile Feminist. And hit the website, thesamanthawild.com, for all kinds of resources, inspirations, and ideas. Also on Instagram, at The Fertile Feminist. Until next week, may you tap into that native abundance, creativity, fruitfulness, and life force that's going to help us all bring about that more beautiful world that we know is possible.